The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes, My Farm Radio, and thedealwithyield.com. Tweet any question you have for the hosts with the hashtag DealWithYield for your chance to hear their response. It's time for The Deal with Yield. And joining us, Winfield Ag Technology Application Lead, Joel Whipperford, and Winfield Master Agronomy Advisor, Kyle Reiner. So, Joel, help me understand all these different tools that are on the industry now for crop modeling. Help me understand that versus what historical data is. Well, so the models are really based on historical data. So a couple of quick examples of models. Climate would be one of the first ones that growers would be experiencing. And Circa from DuPont uh, is another one. And then there's also one that came out of the university system, Cornell University, uh, called ADAPT-N. And what the models are aiming to do is put together algorithms that are weighted on different factors. Uh, Could be soil organic matter, slope, how much nitrogen you've got down, what your planting date was, and what your hybrid was. So the models are really about looking at this intersection of your field's conditions with more accurate weather information along with some of the hybrid information that's out there. So is there any of them that throw in the factor of manure or any of these other things, Joel, that would be a little more insightful, you think? Or do you think we don't need to factor in some of these micro deals? Yeah, so what's in the algorithm is kind of each company's secret sauce. And that's a difficult piece. I would say right now, one of the models on the market that is factoring in nitrogen stabilizers is ADAPT-N, and they'll actually allow you a place to input uh, whether you used Instinct or NSERV, uh, as well as if you side-dressed with Agritain. And obviously, how quickly that nitrogen was released as into a mobile form is going to have a bearing on how much nitrogen was left. But, you know, you think about these models, it's an algebraic equation, and algebra came about in the early, early years, when a male died, they needed to distribute their wealth. And so it became a mathematical problem, and it had weighted values. They needed to distribute this wealth by paying off their bills. They needed to, uh, in that day and age, give their sons two-thirds more money than their daughters, and it needed to be distributed equally. Well, those are the same problems, algebraic equations, that we're bringing into these models, is how much emphasis on yield does organic matter have? And so here's one quick fact that's out there. As we think about what the models say, 62% of yield is determined by the time your corn is knee high. Okay, Think about that. Models might help us unlock some of these things, but they can't see things that haven't happened because they're based on historical information. So one good example of that, Kyle, in your geography, how many weather events happened at that growth stage for the first time ever that we would never have had a historical point on? So probably two. Okay, so you experienced two weather events this year that were anomalies, they are outliers, the data can't account for something that hasn't happened. It's like you predicting the housing bubble. So the best place to look for these models is you kind of go towards center mass of if this year was like last year, where might we end up at the end of the year? And that's where a lot of the models, you try to predict out this buffer of maybe 30 pounds of nitrogen excess at the end of the year. And one of the reasons you want to stay on the high or the excess side is the penalty for being 10 pounds short of nitrogen might be 30 bushels. The penalty for being 10 pounds high on nitrogen is 50 cents per pound is $5. 
And that's the balancing equation that we're all putting out here. But I think as we look here, the models bringing in the weather data are relatively predictive, which means you give them a starting point right now, and then you send them down the road and see how they do. I think as advancements come, we'll have more process-based models that will allow for your input and maybe a tissue sample to be put in there as well. I know growers don't want to spend any more money than they have to on nitrogen, so it's a tool that we're using. Uh, Is it fair to say, Joel, that each one of those characteristics in that algebraic equation are weighted differently as the season progresses, or do you think they all stay the same? Well, again, that's kind of the secret sauce, and uh, I think... One thing to keep in mind as you're looking at that, as I've asked growers how they've used their climate app this year, we haven't maybe had as many rainfall events that leached nitrogen away. And so they're looking at it going, wow, I've got a big surplus out there. Should I be thinking about cutting my nitrogen rates back? And the answer that I'd give them on that is that's a fair thing to ask of how you can get that closer to perfect. But the closer you get to perfect, the better you have to be on having a piece of equipment, whether it be a spinner spreader or a Haggy Coulter bar or even the new Y drops from Yield 360 to be able to do something if the rainfall or the weather does take your nitrogen into a deficit. So you can play chicken, but you better have the equipment in place to compensate. I think a big thing is just to be proactive. I mean, that's what these models are. There's no cut and dry. This is black and white. This is a model, right? It's a guess. But to be proactive and be able to do something in season based off of these and having these algorithms to follow. In the past, when my grandpa used to check corn, he didn't know. He just knew Mother Nature needed to throw sunshine and rain once in a while, right? Now we have these rhythms based off of all these years of historical data that supports where nitrogen goes and what stabilizers do. And so it's pretty darn exciting in agriculture right now that we can monitor. Are they perfect? No, nothing's perfect in life. Yeah, but they're pretty, they're pretty cool. I think one of the things, as you listen to the weather forecast, and that's probably the place where we've experienced modeling the most, uh, one important thing to know about how the U.S. forecasts weather, there's actually four different models. And so when a weather person says that it's a 60% chance of rain, if you listen to the good ones, they actually say 60% of the models are predicting rain. And sometimes on the hurricanes, you might hear them talking about the European model, well, Europe decided to put all their eggs in one basket and put all of their energy towards one model. So as you look at how you know we're evaluating ADAPT-N or Encirca or Climate, uh, you might just think about changing the channel from Channel 11 to Channel 4, and it just might just be looking at a different model. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with Joel Whipperfirth, Winfield Ag Technology Application Lead and Winfield Master Agronomy Advisor, Kyle Reiner. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes, My Farm Radio, and thedealwithyield.com. Tweet any question you have for the hosts with the hashtag DealWithYield.